My name is Michael Scott. Welcome to my world and prepare to be awakened. This is episode six of Awakenings. Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm Jeff. Sean. And Chris. Welcome to episode six, everyone. The Sorceress release is quickly approaching, so in honor of that, today you will be hearing our predictions for the Sorceress. So we have a lot to talk about today, so I'm going to pass over to Sean real quick because he's got a few news announcements for us. Alrighty, well... Like Jamie said, because the Sorcerer is coming out at the end of this month, I'm sure you've all already noticed, unless you just don't go to the website anymore and you've just signed on to iTunes to download this directly. But if you have, go back to the website. We, uh, we've we made a few changes, if you've noticed. Um, you can have the uh, Sorcerer's Color themed. That's only the uh, main portion of it. You can also change back and forth between the different book color themes. At the time of this recording, anyways, the Alchemist color theme is still not available. It will be soon if it's not already, but then you will have to choose between all three colors. And let us know what you think. We're curious to see what colors you're using and if you like having that theme switch. Also, on the forums... If you are not a member of our forums, you really ought to be at this point because every day for the entire month of May, so at this point there should be about 15 of them up there, but there's a quote of the day being posted. Each one of the quotes is from the Sorceress, and let us know what you think about those too. And now let's get back to this uh, podcast thing. All right. So before we get down to some of our emails and questions of the month, I'm going to pass it over to Jeff because I do believe we have a winner from the random quote contest. We we had several people sending sending messages, and uh, that's good because I, I don't think we had any last month. And uh, I think we said you made it we, too hard last month. It, yeah, it was a little too hard, so I had to go a little easy on you guys this time, which you know isn't a problem. But yeah, we had sent, several people send in um, the answers this time, and there were most everyone was correct. I guess it was too easy. But the uh, the winner is Just Reader thirteen or one three to please Sean uh, from the uh, from the forum and uh, his his email reads well I assume it's a his is it his or a her I don't know anyway it says hi my name is <laughs> my name is Windsor pronounced Windsor and my forum name is Just Reader thirteen and I'm from Singapore I found the quote from the Alchemist in chapter twenty eight. Page 260. Uh, I don't know if that's the same page for everyone, but um, anyway, it is uh, Sophie speaking. Um, actually, it's Paranel speaking through Sophie to Bastet while they are fighting in uh, Hecate's Shadow Realm. And uh, she says, Please give me a shout out on the podcast. Uh, lots of love from Singapore, a fine city, Windsor. So thank you for that, and you got your shout out, Windsor. Pronounced Windsor. <laughs> That was for Jamie's benefit. Yes. Jamie might have said something like, wine is sore. Yes. I, I apologize. I'm awful with pronunciations. 
I have to mess one up a show, though. Just keep you guys on your toes. Absolutely. Make sure you're paying attention. And remember, everyone, when when Jamie messes up, you don't you don't email her. <laughs> you gotta email me or Sean. Oh, you can <laughs> email me. I will She'll not cover it up. Can't, can't tell. If them. you send it directly to the Awakenings, I'll see it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we all get copied on that. So yeah. So she can't hide those. <laughs> I wouldn't try to hide them, anyways. All right. So before we get into some emails, you guys were really good this month, I might add. You voted quite a bit on Podcast Alley, but that is not an excuse to lay off. Keep it up. We like seeing that. Because as usual, if we are not the number one Secret the Immortal Nicholas Fumel fan podcast next month, we just might have to stop. Just do we just, We'll just quit. Right. Well, at least he stopped so, threatening me now. <laughs> Thanks a lot for voting, guys, really. Yes, we do appreciate that. And you guys have sent us quite a few emails this month. We like and that. You Keep know that what? Up. Hang on a sec, Jamie. Oh. Speaking of um, voting for Podcast Alley and things like that, we've had a couple questions about the audio link. Um, yes. Basically, yes. we just have not gotten confirmation from them that they've put us up. So we will probably just be taking that down. Um, it may already be down by the time you're listening to this. But, yeah, so... That was just we put it up there when right after we uh, had tried to get ourselves on on there and they just not getting back to us so we'll either take it off but feel free to send the people at Odeo several thousand emails to have us added. Yeah, complain. Send it goes high up as you have to. So <laughs> you know we want awakenings on here. <laughs> I've never even heard of Odeo. Yeah, you so know if. <laughs> who knows if they're even still even even functioning? <laughs> yeah, who needs them? We got iTunes, we got Podcast Alley, and we got our site. Yeah. But yeah, if you guys want to complain, we'd appreciate it on our behalf. <laughs> so before we get to emails, we had our first answering machine call. So I am very excited. I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to play that right now for you. Hey guys, it's Sean from Concord, a.k.a. Aquas from the forum again. Um, I'm not exactly sure what's going to be on the next podcast, but I was rereading The Magician, and I came across a, a really interesting quote. And it, it was Machiavelli thinking, if Dora had wanted D dead, she could have killed him. So I'm thinking that it's going to be brought up in the next, in one of the next books, why Dora didn't actually kill D. Because I'm sure if she wanted to, she could have killed him. She didn't have to warn him. So that's it, and hope you guys are doing well. Thank you for that uh, voicemail, Sean. That was that was good. Appreciate that. Now we have yeah, confirmation that there is in fact another Sean. Yes. Yes. Or is there? <laughs> or. <laughs> There may not be. Let me get out my uh, voice recognition software. <laughs> His voice is way deeper than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, yeah. it's a very good point. Yeah, he brings up a good point. I mean, you know, she did. She she gave him fair warning. She she gave him the, the time to get out, you know. Um, I don't know why. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a reason to it. I'm thinking maybe it's because she can see the future, so maybe he's needed sometime in one of or many of the possible futures, so maybe that's why she let him live. I don't know. Perhaps. 
Moving on to emails. I'm going to let Sean read this email because it's extra long. Let him have fun with yeah. that one. I can, and I know how to read. Uh, yes, that would be true. We've got Jamie sick with swine flu over here, and we've got Jeff <laughs> from the south, so I guess I'm one stuck. In the yeah. Uh, come on now. Everybody loves my mom. you got to be kidding me. person who wrote this is from the south, so I really probably shouldn't say too much. There you go. <laughs> See, there you go. All right. This email is from uh, Jay Myers from Franklin, Tennessee. He says um, he wants to begin things off by wishing Jeff a happy birthday from last month. But he says he has a few things to say that weren't quite covered in the last podcast. First, I wanted to bring up the point that the original twins were male, and as Sean, me, said, possibly being Mars' sons. On page 421 of The Magician, it says that Mars has twin boys and that one killed the other. Also, it says that they had awakened powers by Mars himself. If these were the original twins, then the fighting on the pyramid could have been the battle in which one died. They were most likely alive at the sinking of Danutalis because on page 432 of The Magician, which, just a point, um, these pages may not match up with everybody's copy depending on which version everybody has. But anyways, on page 432 of The Magician, Sophie says to Mars, You led the human slaves to safety when Danutalis sank beneath the waves. Mars was, thus, still good when Danutalis sank. So something must have changed him afterwards, such as grief from his son's death which then could place his sons as the twins. Second, I wanted to address whether the surviving twin Romulus could be Dee's elder. As Dee speaks to Mars the Magician, he seems to know him, and on page 389, Dee says he'd been there a long time ago, which could be when he was given his immortality. Romulus could have chosen his father's place as the location of the meeting, and so the underground tunnel could be the catacombs. Then, there is Scott's reference to Enoch. I think it refers to Hermes, who seems to me to be Abraham the Mage. His writings are described as geometric, which is the same description Scott gives us at the Codex on page 21 of the Alpha. I also wanted to bring up Janus, who Jamie said was associated with gates. Dee was looking in Ohio for a Native American gate guarding a cave with paintings. It seemed to me that the Iron Gate may have kept Janus in the cave, which would mean that if he was on the side of the Dark Elders, someone would need to let him out. This could have been Dee's business in Ohio. The only other thing I wanted to say was thank you for doing this podcast. It has really helped me understand this series. And that was from Jay Myers from Franklin, Tennessee. Good hey, email. Hey, um, it's drop us email. another email and uh, let us know who you are on the forums if you're on the forums. Because I don't see that it was included in the email. But appreciate that you you think we're helping you understand the series. You seem to understand quite a bit of it yourself. On your <laughs> yeah. yeah, picking up a lot there. <laughs> <laughs> At least we're helping one person. <laughs> Either that or we're just making it worse and he just thinks he's understanding it better. <laughs> One or the other. Who knows? Don't take too much of what we say to heart. You know? <laughs> we could be very wrong. On Unless so it's said many... by Michael himself. <laughs> we know nothing. We have no inside information whatsoever. Um, but yes, back to his email. There's a lot of interesting stuff in there. Yeah. Um, I... I agree that the, uh, the 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 twins very well could have been Mars's sons. Um, I'm not 100% that the twins were in fact both male. Yeah, I'm not sure about that either. Yeah, there's 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 nowhere that that specifies whether they were both male, both female, one male, one female. There's there's nowhere that really specifies that. So 
No, it's all speculation. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure some slightly, you know, some more information on twins and things of that nature, twin lore, if you will, could, you know, we might find more about that because in the coming books, I'm assuming. Right. As far as D being in Ohio to see Janice, hey, very well could. Or another uh, elder or immortal or something. something. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, remains to be seen, I suppose. But, I mean, he must have been in there for some reason. I'm sure we will find out at some point. Maybe in the Sorceress, maybe not. Who knows? Might be something we don't find out um, till the, the till way down the road, but who knows? The Hermes link to Abraham the Mage is kind of interesting, because I know when we did the E podcast last month, Hermes was brought up with the whole Enoch. Right, yeah, with reference. the whole uh, Enoch the prophet. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize the geometric writings and things like that, and we didn't talk about that at all, but possible. Yeah. I, can, yeah. I mean, anything's possible you know, at this point. Oh, yeah. We certainly don't know enough. We're only you know, a third of the way through the book series here. That'd be like finding everything on on page 100 of a regular book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you have some very good theories there, so keep up the good work. Yeah, absolutely. Send us more emails. Yes, more emails. We like emails. Just don't spam us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, moving on, uh, the poll result. Will Perry leave Alcatraz? A vast, large 84% of you have said yes with help, which was my personal choice. The uh, no, she's trapped too well is just no one even thought that was an issue. She's just too strong. Um, no, she'll wait for Nicholas got, you know, one vote, maybe two. And yes on her own was only about 13% of the vote. So a large portion of the people who voted said yes with help. So while they know, you know, we are we all kind of aware at this point of how, how powerful Perry is, you know, she can – seems like she can hold her own, but – Well, everyone's – Apparently people said, she, you know, we've got the Morgans there, the Sphinx is there. Right. So – I mean, yeah, we we saw her, she channeled through Sophie and yeah. was able to beat up. Well, I mean, that, everyone so. else is like, you know, so fe- fearful of her. They always they always speak of her like, you know, they she killed her when she when they had the chance. We've had we had that that quote reveal that we had a while ago, which was the quote from the sorceress, which was. Uh, do not attempt to capture or imprison Paranel. Do not talk to her, bargain with her, or reason with her. Kill her on sight. The sorceress, the sorceress, I can talk. <laughs> Infinite, dangerous, than the best. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, you know, she's she's extremely powerful. And for elders to be scared of her, you know. But right. she's got a lot up against her. I mean, she's in a prison full of creatures. So there's a lot in addition to the Sphinx and... Morgan, and so she's got a lot up against her, so she'll probably need a little bit of help. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the question of the month, which was, since we know Sadie survives, how did she get away from Dagon? And our first email is from Bridget Gallagher from Long Island, New York. And quick response, that's simple, she kicks butt. I would agree with that. Scatty will Damn probably straight. kick butt. <laughs> yeah. So. I'm just hoping we get to see it. Yeah, agreed. Or read it. So to speak. Yeah, read it, you know, yeah. Yes. I have, I'm a very visualizing reader. Get, right? get, get the picture, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but 
don't want to know my picture sometimes. No, you're right. I don't, <laughs> and our listeners definitely don't. Probably not. <laughs> I'm frightened so. just thinking about it. Email number two is from Liam in Virginia. And he says, it's a little late, but in podcast five, you're attacking Hades and Kronos. Make sure you whisper because they might think you don't like them. I don't. Yes, they're coming to get you, Sean, because you don't like them. Coming to take you away. (laughs) 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 Wouldn't you guys just love that? We would miss you dearly. (laughs) Don't pay (laughs) attention. I would need your webmaster notes before you left. (laughs) Yes, that might be good. No, I'm serious. We would miss you, Sean. But back to the email. Anyway, I think Scatty escapes from Dagon by, well, maybe they run into the Valkyrie in the Sen, and she accidentally kills Dagon before starting on Scatty. Or one of the famous authors mentioned in the poll jumps in to help her. I don't know. Grr. Well, we feel your frustration, Liam. We definitely would like to know what's going to happen with that. Anxiously awaiting. I think that's an interesting theory, though, bringing the Valkyrie back in. Yeah, because I mean, how, how did we how did we leave that one? I mean, she was on fire, right? Well, I think Josh killed one, didn't he? Or maybe not. No, he was fighting her. No, well, Sophie locked kind of locked her in the. Well, there were three of them, right? Well, the the two were in ice, right? Yes, two two got locked in ice in the house, and then there was a third one that chased after Josh and and um, Neathog. And then Josh was fighting, was fighting her, and that's when D and Machiavelli got there. And D basically caught her on fire and left her there and acted like he was protecting, he was saving Josh from her when he was the one that, or him and Mach was the one that actually called her. I could be completely wrong because I haven't read the Magician I know. in a while, but I um, that's what I remember. That sounds about right, but yeah, but it didn't, you know, it didn't say anything about. Her so I guess dying or living. So I guess that's a possibility. Could could bring her back. All right. Email number three from Jonathan Griffith from Wadesboro, North Carolina. Uh, he says she fights hand to hand with the creature Dagon, and after she gets loose from him, she will run to save her energy and find Flamel. Fair enough. I think yeah. that's. I don't. I don't. I don't know about that. I mean. Uh, from what we've seen of of Scatty and uh, and a challenge or a fight, she's rarely one to to walk away. Like in the in the coffee house, you know, she was like, "Oh, there was only twelve of them," you know. So, um, yeah, I, I don't I don't see her I don't see her just just trying to escape. That's just me though. Yeah, I think any of those are plausible explanations, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. When we actually get our hands on the book, so which won't be long. Yes. No. It'll be like oh, what? Eleven days? A week from when you guys are listening to this, or we can have a copy. Yeah, for the U.S., the Australia and uh, the U.K. will have to wait a little longer, unfortunately. We f- we feel right. your pain, uh-huh. but uh, Sean right will on. laugh at you. <laughs> well, to to make them feel better, we will be changing the uh, the countdown on the portal to. Uh, after the U.S. release has passed, it will it will reset and start counting down for the uh, the Euro release and Australia release. So watch for that, and then you can count down uh, with the with the new widget. So moving on, we're going to get down to business and start talking about our predictions. 
So I'm going to start off with some questions for the portal casters. What do you think is going to happen between Paranel and the Morgan, Jeff? Uh, they're going to fight. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that I think it's going to be a, a a big duel there on 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 top of Alcatraz, and I see I see probably Perry getting the better of the Morgan, but probably someone coming to the Morgan's aid, and Perry will not win or make it off the island. So you think she's going to be stuck there? Well, I don't know if she'll be stuck there, but maybe cap- yeah, yeah, maybe cap- captive again. I-, I don't know. I just don't see the Morgan being knocked off in this book. See, I think she's going to be more. I think Paranol is more going to capture the Morgan, kind of try to get some information off of her. I mean, she already had. I mean, last time we saw him, Paranol had her trapped with the help of Arop Enap. Arapanop. Arapanop. Sure, but. You know, so I think Paranel is going to try to get more information out of her rather than try to fight her. Whether right. or not the Morgan gives her any information. I think they're going to fight. I, I think they're both going to come out alive, but I think they're going to fight. I think the Morgan's probably going to run away or something at the end. Flee to I, save herself. Yeah. She's going to be a chicken about it. Yeah. I think I think the Morgan's going to end up... Stuck. I think at the end of the magician, she um, Perry threatens. No, I'm just gonna basically lock you away. You know, take away your ability to be able to fly. And so I think they're gonna fight. I think she's gonna end up locked away somewhere, and then we're gonna end up seeing her later in one of the other books. It's gonna sort of. I I would bet that it comes back to have been a mistake that they didn't destroy her. And while I know Michael in one of the at one point um, mentions in some of the conversations on the the forum that he never said Perry gets you know gets off Alcatraz, I'm wondering if that's not a diversion. And I I think at the at least by the end of of the book she probably does, or at least I hope she does. That was going to be my next question. Do you think Paradell gets free? The thing is, she's she's free now. She's not captive by anything. I mean, the way the magician ended, she was kind of had the upper hand. Well, but she's free out of her cell, but, I mean, she's still on the island, and... I mean, she's still, she's a sorceress, I'm sure she... Yeah, I mean, she's she's probably got some ways up her sleeves, but we got, you gotta remember, too, that the Sphinx can't be far away, and as soon as, as soon as the Sphinx shows up, her powers will start to be drained. And you know, is she, is is um, Arapanop gonna gonna help her then? Because she won't be able to use any magic. Well, plus there's all those other creatures on the island too. That you know, I mean, if a fight does ensue, who knows how many of them get woken up or disturbed and end up coming coming out of the cells that they're in or the rooms that they're in? Because remember, some of them weren't weren't locked or anything. <clears throat> so who knows? which creatures are going to be fighting with each other on the island during the next book to, to be able to say, you know, who actually is capable of getting off and who's not. Right. Well, I, I think that if she gets off of Alcatraz Island in book three, that it won't be till the very end. I think she'll be, she'll be stuck there some way or another throughout the entire book. I think that's right. Cause that, that sort of helps the, the conflict 
you know, in the book, if if she's stuck on the island for, for a good portion. You know, and I, so now, I would expect we see more of her given the na- the title of the book. Well, yeah, like that's what I was going to – I was just going to say too is in The Magician when she was on Alcatraz, we kind of got snippets of her there because we, we were following Flamel and the twins and everything. Right. Uh, we were just kind of getting bits and pieces. But now – I mean considering the title of the book is about – Paranel, I'm assuming we're going to be seeing it more from her point of view than the other people's point of view, like we had been. So you think we'll see more of Paranel's, uh, what she's doing, instead of just little pieces? You think the book will be more focused around her and, and yeah, kind of like the a island? like a reverse of what the magician was. Yeah. I'm wondering too if if Flamel and the twins, or at least one of them, um, don't get back to San Francisco and then back and actually to Alcatraz to help her at the end of the book. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I don't know if it will be Flamel and the twins, but um, I think she's going to have some some help on the island besides Harapanop. Um, I mean this. Book think, has ending, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of, you know, Michael said the the culmination of the first trilogy, even though it's a six book series. There's it's split specifically into two parts, and I mean, know. I'm sure there's gonna still be unanswered questions, but it won't be a cliffhanger. I I put air quotes when I said that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and I could see you doing that in my head, by the way. <laughs> 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 okay, so you guys don't really think she's going to get back with um, Fulmel and the twins at all? In in book three? Yeah. No. No, I, I don't I, – I think I, – I don't think that they get reunited in, in book three. I mean it, it, it's possible given that you know it's kind of a, an end to the first three books, but I would be surprised if both of the twins and – Flamel got back to to Perry. See, I, I I disagree a little bit, which is why I said just a minute ago that that Flamel and at least one of the twins. I mean, I'm not sure both of the twins come out of this exactly happy with each other. I mean, we've seen enough tension build up between the two of them over the first two books that that I wouldn't bet on the twins either still being together for whatever reason, whether it's by their own choice or not, at, at the end of this book. But I I think getting Flamel at least back to Perry is, is a really good way to tie up, like, the first half. Because, you know, I, I look at it as he's got a couple of really two key missions. One is to get back to Perry, and the other is to get the, the Codex back. And so, you know, you could look at the first one getting back to Perry as the first half and a way to end the first trilogy, if you will, and then getting the Kodak back, back being the, the second half. So I'm going to guess that Flamel at least does get back to her, even if it's at the, even if it's at the end. See, see I, I think that that they'll, they'll come across people or he'll, he'll seek out someone to actually go on his behalf to her uh, is, is what I'm thinking. And that's why I'm thinking that she stays on the island until someone gets there to actually – Help her get out of there. Well, wouldn't that be a great way for Scatty to come back and and 
you know, hopefully then fairly early is for him, for her to come back early and, and for her to be the one sort of dispatched to go help Perry. It's possible. That's possible. I kind of see the end of this book maybe being as a parting of ways, like people going in their own kind of separate directions and then the beginning of the following book coming back together to kind of finish things off. If that makes sense, like the, you know, everybody kind of not trusting each other anymore, kind of well, to that no. finality. The only thing that I have with that is that it's not like these books are are spanning over a long time frame. Yeah. Um, so there's not really any kind of of time for that. They can't really separate for weeks or month or something, you know, because it's that we've only spanned like what four or five days across the first two books. Uh, I and think that's I right. Think I'll tell you. So I mean, it's it's not like they have time to to. They had, I do remember Michael saying they said something about that they would have their, or they would have some kind of breather in this book, but I, I they also they have, have the, less time because of the yeah. the date. Yeah, I, I don't think that that they'll. Um, I don't think they'll have enough time to to kind of separate and then regroup because of the time frame that they have. You know, they've the, the countdown's already going for for Perry and Flamel. I mean, they yeah. just don't, they just don't have much time. Unless they start traveling through time, and then they have all the time in the world. <laughs> well, yeah. They, they need the codex for that. That is true. Because of the power of time, the fifth magic is only contained in the codex pages. Unless they find chronos. Yeah, that, I've never, I'm not clear on that either, because it, it, you know, it specifically says the controlling of time is... is Flamel specifically says the the power of time is only in the Codex, and he doesn't. We've never seen her hurt anything from or about Kronos in the entire series. Or, oh, I'm sorry, except for him taking Scatty back around and stuff. But it's yeah. never said how he did that. And even still, I don't think we're going to see any time manipulation in the next book anyways. No, I don't think so. I think that's probably going to be next to last or last book. All right, well, let's kind of switch gears here. Um, we know Gilgamesh has been listed as the person to train, possibly train the twins. What do you guys think about him? Do you think he's going to accept and train them, or do you think he's going to refuse? I think he'll accept them at a cost. I mean, like, Jermaine was more than happy to train Sophie in fire. I don't think that Gilgamesh would be just as giving yeah, and you know we've got the whole um, issue with with his aura or lack of aura. You know, can he really even even train them? Yeah. I mean, you know, he can. Like, uh, obviously, the witch um, when she trained Sophie or gifted her memories, kind of the same thing at the same time, right there. Obviously, her aura was involved in that because she wrapped her in the aura cocoon. And, you know, she had the order to do that with. Uh, Germain, you know, had the use of his fire firepower when he, you know, grabbed Sophie's arm and embroidered her with the uh, with the trigger tattoo. So, you know, does that lack of aura limit him in his ability to, to, to teach the twins any of the magics they know? Because apparently he knows quite a few of them, if not all. But he can't or has never had the ability to use them. Yeah, I I kind of agree, but I kind of disagree in the same respect. Um, you disagree I feel like, with 
I don't know. That's, that's not acceptable. <laughs> now you're going to make me lose my train of thought. <laughs> Mission accomplished. You're disagreeing with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, no, I feel like he, because he does have the knowledge, he would know also how to go about showing the twins how to use and learn that knowledge. He may not be able to use it himself, but I feel like I know this is a bad quote, but they say those that can't do teach. Um, so just because he can't doesn't mean he doesn't know how. Exactly. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But like I was saying, with um, the way the the way we've seen, this yeah, they've used the magic to teach yes. them. Yes. To, to impart the knowledge, they didn't really even teach either. They just no. sort of gave. Yeah, it's just kind of they just. Um, it's almost like awakening. I mean, they just kind of was like, "Hey, now you have it," because it's I've also kind of gave like, it to what you. I, my, my point was more the air magic and the fire magic. I mean, as much as they had to go through to get to those people, to actually train Sophie, it was they got them to do it very easily. It wasn't, you know, the witch took a few minutes and gave her all the memories, and Jermaine burnt a tattoo on her wrist. Right. And you know, you know I'm, I'm still, mean, I'm still they, out. They just did it. They just did it because Flamel asked them to. Yeah, and, and I'm so, still out on the whole the whole witch. Uh, and 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 doing what she did so cooperatively, because you know, Flamel had no intentions of going to see the witch until Perry told him to. That was not never in his plan. He had someone else in mind. You know, we don't know who. But as soon as you know, he told Scatty where they were going. You know, they were both like, "Oh, how are we going to get her to do this?" But it was just so willingly given. I, I I'm still not clear on that. Yeah. It's just one of those things where I base it, you know, I'm basing that, my guessing, on just standard literature in general. You know, not not everything is going to be easy. So do you guys think uh, Gilgamesh is really crazy? Um, do you think his lack of aura has that kind of effect on him? What do you think, Chris? You know what? I don't think he's really crazy. I, I Just some something about the way um, if you have read the little snippet that came in the back of the magician. I just, I think maybe it's, it's something that either people, you know, don't understand or let's face it. He's, he's one of the oldest immortals out there. He knows how to use all of the elemental magics it says and has, has no aura. And so, you know, I think maybe just if people think he's crazy, they're maybe more likely to leave him alone. And, and I think he's he's probably not really crazy. It's just either a misunderstanding or, or or a perception he likes people to have so that he's not bothered. I don't know. I'd like I'd like to think he's actually crazy, and he, we're, we're gonna have this this real nutter nut job uh, in the book that is like funny and and hard to deal with. So I, I think that well, can make a that great character. Good too. I, yeah, I, I, I I do think that would be good too, but I'm not sure that that necessarily. May, I mean, he could be kind of quirky and odd and everything and and be a great character without being insane right yeah you know so although i am curious a little bit about him because um again the little snippet says that uh he knows all of the elemental magics but flamel writes that he he wants them to teach him teach the 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 magic of water and so i'm not sure i understand why well he would water. why it would only be water yeah I, right I, and why it, if josh needs to learn the other magics that 
at a minimum that um, Sophie's already learned, and then they still both have to deal with Earth. Why is it just water that he's... It could be one of those things where, you know, it's the whole jack-of-all-trades, master of none. Well, maybe he's a master of one. He knows how to use them all, but he's master That's of water. The thing. That's the thing. He's never... If, if Flamel is correct, he's never, he's never used them, period. So unless unless whoever... Gift the person that gifted him specifically with the water magic, or told him how to use the water magic, was the master or the best mm-hmm. ever at water, and that's what what Flamel wants from him because of who taught him. Well, then him. that makes the whole who's the master of water. It's got to be Poseidon, right? Well, I mean, you know, you look at the at at, at the fork on the cover of the book. I mean, you know, it kind of screams it, in my opinion. Well, that also then leaves the other question, though, is who else is going to be left to teach them? Who else does Flamel have in mind to teach Josh what Sophie already knows and to teach Josh and Sophie the last element? Well, you know, it it seems to me like he's he's a lot of – Flamel's a lot of flying by the sea of his pants (laughs) kind of thing. You know, people automatically just randomly pop up and amazingly have the gift that he's looking for to give to them. Like Germain just came – because the witch called him because he happened to be, you know, in, in the area, and oh, well, he's got fire. Oh well, tr- you know, train Sophie, and the same thing with the witch. You know, Paranel told him where to go to do that. So it's not, it, it's a lot, a lot less him planning, in my opinion. It's just kind of, kind of falling in in place for him. Well, I also don't think we're done with Germaine. I think he'll he'll probably come back, and maybe he might be able to teach Josh fire. Magic. Oh yeah, I, I absolutely don't think we're done with Jermaine. Uh, I'm sure we'll probably see him in this book. Yeah, they they were brought in as a little too major to just be like one book characters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well let's shift gears here again and let's talk a little bit about Mars and what he gifted to Josh. Sean, what do you think he gave Josh, and what do you think Josh owes him in return, possibly? Well, the the, the gift. He doesn't owe him anything for. I think Mars even says something along the lines of, "What I give you now is a gift." He, the awakening cost is, is what is going to Josh owes him for, but whatever he gifted him has no. He just gave it of his own volition, as it were. But what I think the gift was was just that um, the the knowledge of warfare and and strategy and. Things like that, because during the fight with the gargoyles, Josh knew what to do. It says that, yeah, it says that it just came to him, and he, yeah, he, like he had the knowledge of, of of what to do at, at that point. Whereas, like with uh, Sophie and the witch's memory, she had to recall a specific specific time that that gave her the ability to call upon uh, a specific uh, element of of her yes. magic. Yeah. So, like. Where where Sophie had memories that she had to, you know, file and filter through, Josh just had the knowledge. He knew what to do. Right. And you know, Mars's uh, Mars's gift to him may have been something that he didn't want trapped in his tomb with him. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say he's trapped in there because he knows something, or because, you know, wh- whoever put him in there didn't want him. Telling other people or doing something that that only he had the knowledge for, and maybe he gave him that to to get it to get it out into the open. 
I mean, you know, the whole God of War thing. That's why I think it was more just general leadership strategy. He'll just he'll be able to know, kind of like instincts, I guess. Right. Kind of even the, the instinct of someone who's been in the wars before he so. The, he kind of gave him experience. Experience, yeah, that's what I was going to say, experience. Do you think it's thousands of years of battle knowledge? and Without actually giving him the specific knowledge. Like, yeah, because it wasn't memories. It wasn't Yeah, it, it wasn't, wasn't memories. memories. The experience those memories created. The So his, his instincts in battle, kind of. Right. But as far as what Josh is going to owe him, that could go in so many different directions that without knowing enough about Mars yet, I don't think that's something we can even predict. Unless it's something as simple as Josh having to come back and using some of his learned magic to free Mars. I think it's more going to be Sophie that's going to end up freeing Mars. I think Mars is going to put Josh in a bad position, and in order for Sophie to get him out of that position... She's gonna have to strike a deal with him that's gonna include removing his punishment. That's yeah, that's possible. I mean, that's like one of the the questions that was brought up on the on the talk boards about why Mars asked, said it's a good thing you didn't ask what you were going to owe me. I forget the the exact quote, but but someone brought up the point on the forums, right? About how you know why was it so important that that Josh not ask what the cost was going to be. Right, because he and, may not have accepted it. I mean, he may not yeah. have. Yeah. Well, see, I really think that it's as simple as, and I think Mars isn't like a bad guy, per se. So he wanted to make sure that Josh really wanted to be awakened, whereas you know Hecate was hesitant at first, and the only reason she did it is because Flamel pretty much demanded it. Whereas when, when Mars was asking Josh, he's like, you will owe me something in return for this. And Josh said anything. Right. You know, he didn't, he didn't care what it was. He wanted, so it kind of like just a proof of, uh, you know, yes, you really do want this. Otherwise, he wouldn't have, he may not have done it because of how dangerous it really is. Do you think we'll, uh, we'll see or hear from Mars in Sorceress? I think uh, I don't know. Um, or will it be like a, an underlying thing that will pop up near the end, and you know, it's this death that Josh owes. Yeah, I, um, whether or not it's a sorceress, not only because I think the main part of the book is going to be them in London and in Alcatraz. So I don't know exactly where he'll pop up, but I think it's going to be one of those things where it might be in a, in a future book where they'll they may even need to go to Mars for help. Because you know we're, we're you kind of assume that Mars is a dark elder because he helped D and everything like that. But I, with the whole Dora connection, I, I, I actually foresee Mars being uh, an aide rather than an enemy. Whether he get he get he could be blackmailed as far as Dora saying, you know, all right, fine, I'll I'll, I'll lift your curse, but right, yeah. Whether it be in exchange for information or or what whatever the case may be. Yeah, I think I agree with the. I think he'll appear towards the end, but I think maybe we might hear about him in passing a little bit more, more information about him in passing, kind of like 
how they mention things here and there through so right, these yeah. memories pop without up actually, or without actually seeing him. Yeah. yeah. We'll learn more about him. Yeah, that's that, that's what I meant was more more, you know, direct contact with him in the sorceress is, is what I meant. Um, which I don't think. I, I don't think I think this will come up will crop up later. We may hear a lot about Mars as far as more Why? about his imprisonment and more about what's going on between him and Dora and all that, but I don't think that the debt that Josh owes will come up in the next book as far as having to be repaid in the next book. Yeah, that's too quick of a of a turnaround kind of thing. Yeah. Some answers are going to have to be left for future books. I mean, I think answers – we're going to get answers, but I think we're going to end up with more questions at the end of this book where it will have a, a conclusion, as it were, I, th- I think, trilogy, but – yeah, I think we'll get we'll get uh, answers to the questions that we're asking now. Some but of them, yeah, I think. Be, well, not all of them, obviously, but a lot of the questions that we're asking now. But there'll be a lot more added in the sorceress that that won't get answered. Yeah, I think this book's going to be a lot more inf- informative than than answering questions. Right. Yeah, with a a draw your own conclusion. Here's someone's side of. Uh, I'm expecting. I'm expecting, kind of like uh, the the magician had a lot of action in it. The alchemist didn't have had action pieces, but you know you you needed to get the backstory. Right. So there was a lot of story and a little less action. Whereas the magician was a lot of action, and I think the sorceress will end up going back to the. There's going to be a lot of dialogue and a lot of storytelling with the pieces of action thrown in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. You know, like like in, in The Alchemist, you know, we had the the birds attacking them on the on the Golden Gate Bridge. You know, I mean, there was the fight in the beginning, and then you had the battle at the Yggdrasil. But so there was really only like the three main like like action sequences. Right. Yeah. Whereas in, in The Magician, it was like nothing but. Yeah, so every time you turn around. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, but I, I have a feeling the the sorceress will go back to the explanation type stuff, mm-hmm. which is why I was saying I think Paranel is going to be trying to get information out of the Morrigan rather than a battle. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Um, I think we'll move on to something we touched on a little bit before, but do you think the twins are going to continue to work together? Or do you think they might, in the sorceress, turn on each other? What do you think, Chris? I think at some point they're going to turn on each other. I'm not sure. You know, I've, as I think about it, I've been flipping back and forth with whether or not I think it's going to happen in The Sorceress or, or later. I think if Josh does learn water water magic um, from Gilgamesh or whoever it's going to be, I think he's less likely to turn as quickly um, because the, the more Sophie knows that Josh doesn't know, that's a big part of, of why he's so he feels so separated from from her now and why he's more likely to, to turn on her. I think the in the sorceress it might be a little bit too soon to see them turn on each other. Because with a full three books still left, I think that's an awful lot of, of time for them to to, to be apart. Because I would bet if they when they do turn on each other, that won't be resolved until the end because that to me seems like one of the biggest problems. If based on the prophecy, if you know you've got the two that are one, well, if they turn on each other and they 
then I think the biggest issue to overcome is getting them back together. And I think that that really only happens at the end. Otherwise, there's nothing left left to, to, to carry out to book six. So I'm, I think they do, but I don't think they do it in book three. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I don't think they do in book three. I mean, what we've seen so far from them is a lot of just Josh's part, and it's mostly just jealousy because, mm-hmm. you know, he's jealous of the powers that she has. Well, now that's been resolved because now he's awakened and can have these powers too. So there's really not much going on in between them except that he doesn't like as, how much she trusts Flamel. But I think that their relationship is still really strong brother and sister wise because that is going to be a really hard bond to break to actually have them against each other or turn on each other. I I do agree that they they have to turn each other at some point. Yeah, I don't I don't know that it's going to be to the extent that we're thinking like or you know we when we say turn on each other, I mean are, are we saying um you know a, a battle of magics against each other? I, I don't see that happening. Unless one of them is con- being controlled by somebody else. I also think if, if Josh is going to go to anybody, it's going to be Machiavelli. Yes. Rather than D. So I think it'll be more of like a middle ground kind of. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I can see the confrontation happening between them about who to trust and who not to trust. Because obviously Josh doesn't trust Flamel. And from the way that Machiavelli has done things. You know, I think he's more apt to to trust Machiavelli over Flamel. Although I see, I think he, I think some of the groundwork has been laid for us to see him actually trust D. I mean, it was early on in what the middle or or you know, with two thirds of the way into the Alchemist, where he meets with D for the first time and on the park bench, and you really see him really start to question Flamel and what is he why because in, he's listening to what D says yeah well the and, thing the thing about that i think he feels tricked about that whole thing I, I know he confronts confronts Flamel about it but after D has a conversation with him he kind of hypnotizes him in the pond with images and stuff and and Josh kind of wakes up out of it and he's like you know, he knows that, that D was just keeping him there entertained while he went and tried to kill his sister and Scatty and Flamel. That's why he tries to run him over with the Hummer. So that conversation between them, I, I don't know how that is going to be much trust building there. Yeah, but at the same time, if you think about who Mars then says he's Josh is supposed to learn from, it's D. And I think when you put all of the little pieces together, it it foreshadows the, you know, a relationship between Josh and and D more so than than um, Josh and Machiavelli. Now, I, I I agree in that I don't think we'll see Josh, you know, in a battle of magics against his sister, but I see D manipulating Josh to to thinking what he has to offer and what he's trying to bring about is better, and so. He should side with with them, you know, with his side for for however long. I think, I think if if Josh is gonna, I mean, uh, I mean, it could be a really big twist, and Sophie could go to the other side. But that I just don't see that happening. That's true. <laughs> but if 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 Josh does go, I think it's gonna take a major event 
I, I can't really, you know, I, I obviously can't pinpoint what kind of event, but there's going to have to be something that happens that would cause him to leave. Whether it be some kind of, he'll, he'll feel betrayed, he'll misunderstand the situation, he'll walk into a conversation at the wrong time, Sophie will say something she shouldn't have. Something will happen and, and Josh will either blow it out of proportion or it won't be blown out of proportion, it'll be a, an actual thing. But I think it's going to take an, a, a specific event to get Josh to switch sides. And I could see it happening at the end of The Sorceress. Do you think someone else is going to try and influence Josh or Sophie away from Flamel? Or do you think it's going to be D again? Uh, uh, I think D will try to bring as many people as possible into the game as long as they're under his control. Yeah. Especially, you know, if they're, you know, where he's most powerful, that's where he's going to know the most people. Okay, and on a similar note, do you guys think that any of the characters that are currently helping Josh and Sophie will turn on them? Or do you think we'll see any new allies for Josh and Sophie in the Sorceress? Well, you know, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a, a real compelling story if if there wasn't an evil twist. If there wasn't someone that that um, I mean, based on the bond. group as it is now, though, I don't see the only person I could that wouldn't that wouldn't really surprise me would be a Jermaine um, going against them. But I don't foresee that actually happening. Yeah, I wouldn't pick Jermaine specifically, and it may not be anyone that we've seen so far. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it'd be anybody in the. As the group as it is now, I don't see it being any of them. But of the group now, if it was gonna be, if if we knew it was going to be one of them, my money would be on Jermaine. Well, what about the witch? Or, I mean, yeah, maybe you know they they were all amp, you know apprehensive about going there, and Flamel even says you know uh, Perry would never send me there unless she knew we had to go there. Um, but then would she have actually given all of her memories? Uh, and if she thought she was going to get something out of it, maybe. I, I don't know. It's it's just a possibility. I didn't really even think of her when I meant the, when I said the group. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Obviously, obviously, I mean, yeah. obviously, Flamel and Perinel are they're the quote unquote good guys as yes. far as we're concerned. Yes. Um, Scatty, she's the hero. I mean, I don't think she's going to live through the series, but she's the hero. And then, I mean, obviously, Joan is. You know, indebted and in love with Scatty, so she's not going anywhere. The only person that leaves is Jermaine, and we don't know enough about him. Yeah, I mean, he's got a he's, lot he's, of he's secrets. got a lot of mystery. Yeah. yeah, and the witch doesn't like him for specific reasons, but you know, there's a lot of speculation as to what those reasons could be. You now, obviously, you know, he stole fire from her brother, mm-hmm. so I. You know that I don't think that's it. Uh, honestly, I don't think that's why that would be she discs likes him because you know Scatty would should have the same kind of dislike towards him. And yeah, she makes a couple comments, but it's not like she doesn't trust him or doesn't like him. So I I, I don't I don't know. He 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 is a mystery. Of of the ones you mentioned though, Sean, I I, I don't see any of them being the being the traitors. Mm-mm. But I think there will be. There will be a character that we haven't seen yet, maybe, that will turn out to to be the traitor. But 
I think you've got to have that. I think that depends on your definition of trader, depending on what side you're looking at. Well, it's always <laughs> it's always uh, your point of view. <laughs> well, I'm saying, <laughs> from you know, do you I, think I, I we'll have people? You know, go ahead. I expect Machiavelli to be a trader to D. That's what I was going to ask next. <laughs> and it's probably, probably going to cost him his life because I mean, obviously, he's indebted to a dark elder. Right. So it's going to be one of those things where he's going to change his mind and die because of it. Yeah. But I think I think you you do I think you have to have a a good guy was was a bad guy the whole time. Mm-hmm. But I I don't think it's anyone we've seen yet. No, I I, I agree with that. I, I think you've got to have that kind of that kind of turn though. You know, this mm-hmm. kind of betrayal. You know, if you don't have the the betrayal like that, I think it 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 weakens it a little bit. You know, unless you, know. you consider that betrayal, Josh. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it depends on what he does. You know, how far yeah. he goes with D or Machiavelli. That's a come. That's a coming. You know, obviously going to come back at the end. Betrayal. Yeah, I, I mean, someone that just completely blindside uh, is for the other team. See, I don't think it will be a, a blind side if you paid attention. Yeah. You know, the whole everything happens for a reason kind of thing. And that could be the, you know, the the path laid for Germain with uh, with all his history that we don't know much about. I'd hate to see it because I really like his character. Yeah. I'd hate to see him turn out to be a bad guy, but I can't let my uh, personal opinions... Sway my. Well, we have we have no idea. We he could turn out being hero. No, well, no, he could turn out being having a dark elder mm-hmm. himself. Yep. Yep. And you know we just don't know. Yeah, we don't know who's really lying and who's really telling the truth about their past. Right. And things. And when it comes to Germain, I. I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think we're going to find out more in the next book about his, you know, some of his background and maybe if he is lying or isn't lying? I expect um, to. I, I would hope so. Like like Sean said earlier, it, it's it's kind of hard to bring in this this uh, flashy uh, character like Jermaine is and kind of just lose base on, on his character. I, I think that... You know, we will find find out a lot about about Jermaine's past. Uh, it is one of those things. You know, it was never really brought up, but Jermaine could be the necromancer. It's it's a possibility. A character we know acting in a new way. Yeah, it, it's a complete possibility. I mean, there's 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 a lot of possibilities on that specific front. We'll know a lot more after we re- we you know we we read the sorceress. As to if there's any new characters that could possibly be the necromancer, because Michael says it's not a new character, but it's someone we've met by the end of book three. Whether that means including in, including book three, or you know he, we met him in book three, or we met him before, but he's also in book three, you know, and it isn't it, it is a a male, correct? Yeah, I think, I think we do know it's a male. I think he put on the forums that it it is a male, so it's a possibility. There's there's a lot of possibilities for the necromancer, though. Yeah, I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll 
know who the necromancer is by the end of the sorceress, though. We'll, we'll have a good a good idea. Yeah. Do you also think we'll possibly know who Machiavelli or Dee's elders are by the end of the sorceress? I think that through through seeing through their parts, you know how it's uh, you see Dee's point of view on things through seeing these and Machiavelli's parts that we will get a glimpse, further glimpses of, of their elders in this big puzzle, I think, that Michael is laying out that you've got to span across so many books and pick up spe- specific things. You can find out the the, uh, the elder, who the elder is that way, but you won't until you get the last piece. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely think we're going to see more clues as to who they may be, but I don't think they're going to flat out I don't think we're going to be flat out told who it's going to be. No, no, I seriously doubt that. I mean, there will be more clues. Um, obviously, there will be to to you know to further the mystery. Clues that will bring up more questions and answers, of course. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, hopefully, we'll get enough information to where we'll be able to lay to rest the whole uh, scenario of Dean Machiavelli possibly having the same elder. Hopefully, we'll be able to 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 work that much out by the end yeah. of the sorceress. That would be nice to know. (laughs) Yeah. Now, another kind of mysterious character that we've seen is Dagon. We haven't heard a whole lot about him or his race or, you know, who he really is. And he kind of just ran off after Scatty at the end of The Magician. So do you think we'll see him again? And do you think we'll learn more about him? What do you think, Chris? I I think we will definitely learn more about him. I think there were a few really good little nuggets that were, you know, left behind in the magician that I think were just they were too too um too juicy to have been all we're going to get from him like the 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 comment about how he was there with the first set of twins. And he's the only one who knows that. And like Machiavelli doesn't even know that. And and I I don't think we would have gotten that bit of information if we weren't going to see more of that, more of why that's important, more of what's related to that. And, and if he's the only one who knows that, we've got to see more of him. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't surprise me if one of the first scenes we see is actually him and Scatty. Because Scatty could very well, you know, kind of win the fight and question Dagon. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, what would you know? she yeah, I mean, what what information would she be looking for? I mean, Dagon's been with Machiavelli forever, so I mean, just general, general. I mean, Dagon's been his right hand man the whole time. Dagon's got to know what's going on, for the, or at least have some idea of plans or whatever. So you know, just general information. Right. Well, nothing necessarily specific. Yeah, I was going to say because he really wouldn't know much about these plans. No. So. Uh, but, what... you know, he's been with Machiavelli long enough. While we don't know who Machiavelli's elder is, and, you know, we've already we talked about in the other podcast the possibility that maybe he and Dee have the same elder and they don't even know it. But, you know, if, if you assume for a second that he knows enough about Machiavelli to have some sort of inclination or, or clue as to who his elder might be, and we know he's a dark elder, you could presumably then question him and get more facts about the dark elder's plans in general. Yeah. When when they expect to 
you know, actually go about bringing about the whole this whole revision to the world <laughs> and everything else. And so if 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 Scatty is able to capture him, question him, torture him, whatever it is to get, to get information, there might be a lot that's helpful that maybe isn't necessarily about D's plan, but the overall Dark Elders plan in general. And I mean, Dagon's been there from the start. So, you know, we don't know what Dagon's plans are. I mean, he just wanted Scatty. And he was, he was, you know, Machiavelli was his friend for whatever reason. And Machiavelli released him. You know, that, that whole oddly worded, you know, I release you from service kind of thing. So, Dagon might not even care what happens to the human race or the elders. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he is driven by revenge, is what you're saying. That's yeah, all he want it. he wanted Scatty, and right. you know, and then he was released from Machiavelli. So at you know at this point, what does Dagon care about whether or not the the elders come back? Because he was there before the elders. Were so there. so it could come down to let's say a scenario where Scatty mortally wounds Dagon, and he just kind of spills his guts. Literally. Yeah, I Literally. think <laughs> I think he's I think you're right. I think he definitely has a story to tell. I think there's a missing piece of the puzzle when it comes to him. I think he's got a lot to offer the story and that he has a lot of information to give us as the readers, but also about his background and his basically life story that could add so much to the novel. Yeah, I mean, you know, from from where he's been and what he's been through and what he's seen, and and even more than that, we really don't know how how old he is as far as, you know, was he there before? Was he there before even the elders? Was it was is his race a part of the the pre uh, the pre elder race? You know, it's never really. He says he was at. Daniel Tallis when it fell, but you know, I thought he could have been there before it was even. But he called himself an ancient race before the even. I the think elders. he he oh, says that his race was there even before the elders. Well, his race was okay. That's that's good. No, but was he? I think that would be a safe bet. Is he that old? I think that's a possibility. Yeah, and if he is, will Scatty be able to uh, dispose of him? Because he's got to be a powerful guy. Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about the Codex and Abraham the Mage. We don't know a whole lot about it yet, but do you think we're going to learn more in the Sorceress? Do you think we will learn whether or not Abraham's still alive? What do you guys think about that? I I, I don't think that... um I think we'll get bits and pieces maybe about Abraham, yeah. like we have so far. I don't, like, th- I don't think we'll have a specific storyline about him, or uh, there, there's very few people that they can talk to that you know that actually knew him. And uh, honestly, you're right. We don't know if he's still alive. He he may very well still be alive. I can't see him uh, foreseeing the need for the Codex. If he was still going to be around when it was used, yeah, you know, I, I can't see him having the need to make that because it specifically says he made it so his descendants could touch and and, and use it. You know, I, I don't think in his plan or what he saw in the future 
that he saw himself being around when that actually happened. I mean, I think we'll get some information out of him from bits and pieces from Sophie slash Dora's memory. Yeah. Um, I think I think the whole Dora's memory is going to be a large part of, of the sorceress. It's kind of what I'm foreseeing, because that's the easiest way, anyway, to get some backstory going. Right. It's... it's um... So they don't have to gather to, it. They don't have to find anybody new to get it. Exactly. She, she just has to come across she'll, it in, in her filed organization. And I think she'll figure out how to organize it and recall it, so that you know, at some point in the sorceress, you know, Sophie will figure that out, and then we'll get a lot more information that right. way. Because that's, I mean, I'm looking from from ease of delivering the information to the reader kind of thing. Right. And you know, keep it simple, and that's the easiest way to do it at this point, from my perspective, anyways. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And also, was Abraham one of the? What did Arapanop call the great? Uh, did he say the great elders? He said none of the great elders survived the fall of Danutalis. Yeah, that's that. That's right. Is that's Abraham what he said. was was he considered a great elder? Abraham. Yeah. N- no, I think. Oh, I wish I had, still had the section in my, in the book tabbed. I actually think there's a place where he's referred to as a human. Abraham the mange? The mage? Yeah, yeah, I think I so. Mage. I could be mange. <laughs> <laughs> I could be wrong, but uh, um, you know, no, how does it's not elder, because he marries one of the first humani. So how does not an a, elder create a book that an elder can't touch or look at? Well, very carefully. Very carefully. <laughs> he closed his that's, eyes that's and he did. He magicked it. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe he, maybe he had gave someone the power to make it, or maybe there was someone who had the ability to make it, and he told them what to put in there. I, I don't know, but I, I don't see Abraham as being a being a humani because Hecate says that he married the first one of the first humanis. And it was his she, – she calls it his little joke that the elders couldn't look upon or touch the book. Maybe he, maybe, maybe he made the book, and, and then, then the last thing he did to it was enchant it so that an elder couldn't touch or look at it. Yeah, I'm looking to see if I can find where it was. Probably not fast enough for, for – <laughs> or, we'll or we'll be here for three days, so <laughs> – all right, well, we have a, a couple other loose ends to tie up here before we finish off. Um, let's talk about Dee and all of those ancient creatures he has hiding away at Alcatraz. What do you guys think he's planning well, you know, to do with them? It, it looks like there, – there's a couple of different ways that I look at this. It, it, you know, On the surface, it looks like he's creating this, this army of, of dark creatures – to to aid the elders in their comeback or whatever, but also you gotta look at kind of like the the narcissism of of Dee's character. You know, are these game creatures to him? Instead of killing them and mounting them on a wall, he captures them and and puts them in a cell in Alcatraz. I don't think so. I think Dee's a plotter. I think he's starting a war. The answer to that question we'll get from a up. Okay. That, um, I mean, obviously, is it a she? I don't even know. It says she. 
<laughs> it says she. Uh, Paranol said, doesn't Paranol say something about not even knowing? She, um, I she, she uses the word she, but then she says, I'm not really sure if she was a she or something yeah. like that. But she does, Paranol does use the word she. You know, she was obviously put there by D. So yes. I think Arapanop will, will, will give the insight that we need to find out why those creatures are there because we'll need to know how where she where she was captured how the situation she was captured in because there's a big difference where if she was snuck up on knocked out and brought here or if she was trying to fight her way and lost right there's a big difference there well you know maybe maybe they surrounded her with those spears with the symbols on them and she physically couldn't fight against them and then was just captured and taken. I know it's kind of a <laughs> anticlimactic uh, that's kinda, capture there. Well, that's why it's her. The circumstances of of her capture, I think, will enlighten as to the reason, whether it be gathering an army, because a lot of those creatures, Paranel says, they they, they would fight each other. Yes. So you don't really necessarily want to get two creatures that are going to fight each other trying to ally with you. Yeah. Well, and I think it's important also to note that D doesn't necessarily have control over all those creatures. I mean, in a sense, like his way of controlling Europanop was to basically stick her in a cave and not let her go anywhere. But some of these other creatures, he may have more ability to influence them to do his bidding or have them fight for him or they may just turn on him i don't know so maybe he's trying to remove them from a situation or maybe he's using some to create an army i don't know well what how powerful these creatures you know he might be taking their power like Uh, like honing it or something sort of draining it um like you know the 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 sphinx drains paranoia of her powers of her aura of her, yeah, so maybe it's kind of a similar thing where where D has the ability to draw the power and the energy from these ancient slash magical creatures. Well, if the elders have the book and get back, you know, let's say the elders come back, would they need an army to to take over the Humani? I mean, I I don't think they would even need that kind of force. I think D's doing something to further his own agenda with those creatures. I yeah. and I don't think we have the slightest clue as to what that is. <laughs> yeah. And now now but the difference is Arapanop, um the elder had to be aware of Arapanop because it uh Arapanop says that the symbols on the spears that someone had to have told D what to put on the spears because there's no way he could have known otherwise. Ah, but if his elder has given him information, it doesn't necessarily mean the, the elder knows exactly how he's using it. You're right. It, it, it doesn't, right? but it, it doesn't, but it's one of those things that I have to look at and think that can't just be, you know, Rapunop didn't just say that for no reason. No, I and I... I think he's using Alcatraz for its original purpose as well. I mean, it's a prison. Well, Rapunop think- fought for the humans. Yes. Right, so, and if you think of the way he's imprisoned them too, to, Sean, to your point, right, Arapanop is down, buried in a cave somewhere that you wouldn't have otherwise known about if it weren't for the ghost. Right. Right? It's not like the other creatures where the other creatures just walking through 
the 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 island in general and the prison in general you would discover right because as 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 Paranel walked through the the just the cell blocks she saw the other creatures in in the different rooms now granted they may fight against each other but using even the logic that she thought at first that whole you know enemy of my enemy is my friend okay so you might have folks in different cell blocks that would fight against each other but if they're all against the humans maybe there's a temporary truce there where on the other hand Arapanops down buried in some cave beneath everything and out of the way and trapped by these spears with these words of powers unlike any of the other creatures and so maybe the elder knows that he was he was capturing this particular elder to keep him away mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean he knows you know the elder knows about all the other creatures that are being being amassed there for whatever reason right yeah and and you got to imagine too that maybe it was the power that Arapanop has yeah, that well, that was a pretty yeah that was a necessity to uh, to putting put her that far down and out. I mean, it's also I mean I, I was kind of thinking you know why didn't they immediately go after someone like like Hecate? But I mean Hecate was just she kind of stayed out of it. She didn't right. fight on either side. Yeah. Whereas Arapanop fought for the Humani. Yeah. So it's kind of you know getting people out of the way as it were. Right. So we know that we're going to be spending some time in the next book in London. Um, do you guys think that the majority of the book is going to take place there, or do you think the twins and Flamel may return to the U.S. or go elsewhere? Well, I think that with it being like end of first trilogy thing, I don't see them heading off to a new place at the end of this book. I don't know if they'll still be in London. My guess is yes, they will be. I don't think Flamel gets back to the U.S. in this book. Just my just my opinion. Uh, no basis for that other than I think that him getting back to the U.S. is more his more of a a, a challenge than it's going you know than than it would be getting the twins with their powers you know. I could see it end like the book ending with them on like a plane, flying to San Francisco or something. Can't do that because they neither, none of them have passports or anything, so they they can't just you know they specifically say we can't just board a plane and go home. Well, and they also said if too much time too. If they learn up, they learn the magic that they're supposed to learn from Gilgamesh. They can control the legate, or they, or they can, can utilize them. them. Yeah, they can use the legates. I I see that. Is how they they will travel. Well, you know how the legate travels with the mirrors. Maybe, maybe the with the magic of water. You know how water is reflective. Mm-hmm. Maybe they they can make they can make the mirror sheen on the water at a legate and travel through it that way with the controlling of water. That's the only way I can see what Gilgamesh is going to teach them with water magic being utilized with the legates. Well, and I also think you've kind of seen them travel, like do a big travel at the end of each book. Like at the end of The Alchemist, they stepped through the legate and they went to Paris. And then at the end of The Magician, you see them headed to London. Yeah, actually they didn't at the end of The Magician. Well, it, it well, was the, it's first the first chapter, chapter of The Sor- Sorcerers. And you got to remember... 
we're probably going to see the first chapter of the Necromancer. So will that transition happen in the ne- first chapter of the Necromancer? Mm-hmm. You know? I, I think they get back to San Francisco. I, um, I, I said it earlier when we were talking about, you know, Perry. I, I just... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, maybe it's wishful thinking, but <laughs> I, I would like to. No, I don't know that I would like to see that happen. I don't think it will happen this early in the series. That's that's more of a closed book. If they got all the way right back to San Francisco, that's one of those. Nope. That's one of those those closing moments that I don't think is going to happen this early. I mean, do they even end up? That's assuming that Flamel and the twins go to Paranel. Yeah, that's completely assuming that. I mean, they don't. I mean, she could go to them. That's yeah, completely the possible. Completely possible. I don't. I don't see her getting off of the island until the very last time we see her in this book, or if at all in this book. I think that she will probably her last chapter of her. She might get off of the island, but I don't think it's going to be Flamel or the twins there to do it to help her do it. And yes, you can quote me on that and call me a, call me a complete <laughs> complete idiot when the book comes out here this month. Well, don't you know I'm keeping score? <laughs> oh yeah, we'll, we'll have a score tally after when the book all this. Comes out, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Big red X wrong. Can I call you an idiot anyway, Jeff? <laughs> I, I, I completely expect that from you, Sean. <laughs> yeah. All right, so it's a, ter- uh, it's a term of endearment, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, if that's how you want to look at. It. So one final question before we wrap up all of this. Do you guys think that we are going to see some kind of big moment or big twist that comes maybe at the middle or the end of this book? To to me, a big twist has to come either either at the end of The Sorceress or given to us in the first chapter of The Necromancer just because – you know, if we're closing out the kind of first trilogy, you know, something big's got to happen for this big push into the next three books. So yes, I think there will be a, a very large twist. I'm thinking near the end of the book or in the first chapter of the Necromancer. So the other thing that that has got me wondering with this book is, does everybody live through this book? Yeah, it's completely possible that they don't. I mean, we yeah. We, I mean, obviously, the only the only real death we've seen, is, you know, is Hecate. Um, and I mean Nidhog, if you want to count that. But it's one of those things where that was just kind of like a side. So I mean, like, will we see a, a main character bite it in this book? I don't know. I think it might be a little too early for major death. A, a, a little bit, probably. I, I mean, I think we will see more death in this book than we have, but. I, I don't think it's going to be to the degree of, you know, oh any, any of the, you know, Scatty died or Machiavelli or D or well maybe Machiavelli but <laughs> more you know D died or or Flamel or Perry you know I don't think any of the, I think all those characters are safe at this point. But could that be the big twist? You it, know, I, not not in not in my opinion. That's my opinion, but I, I don't think that. I, I'm thinking plot twist, not. Not mm-hmm. character death. Oh no! Now what are we going to do? Twist. Yeah, you're thinking like some big betrayal or. Yeah, you know something to completely change 
the game. The I never saw that coming moment. Yeah. Or you know, like I said, to give give a push leading into the next three books. Okay. Well, I think that about covers what we think might happen. I guess you'll have to tune in and find out if we're actually right. <laughs> we have no inside information. <laughs> <laughs> Other than what you well, all we see wish on we the did. Forums. Yeah, we wish we did. But other <laughs> but than we what you all see on the forums that Michael posts, you know, we we don't know anything else. So, if I'm right on every account, it's because I'm a genius. Really, <laughs> 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 Scott. Um, again, I'm keeping score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I will probably be wrong on at least, you know, all of them. Five nope. percent. You really don't have a good track record. <laughs> we need to throw up like a tally board on the podcast page. Nah, let's not do that. <laughs> what, are you afraid of looking bad? Yeah, yeah, I could, I, could really, <laughs> I could really be wrong on a lot of things. All right, well, moving on, let's go on to the random quote. You know, you guys did really well with, uh, with last month's, so uh, let's see how you do with this one. Stand aside. We have no argument with you. That was easy, Jeff. I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of stumped. So that was the random quote, guys. Uh, Please send your answers to awakenings at flamels-immortal-portal.com. And uh, the first person in with the correct answer will be the winner and be announced on next month's podcast. Speaking of next month's podcast... We'll be covering your predictions, listener predictions, um, that have been emailed in to us. Hopefully, you'll be sending a lot of them in. Hint, hint, hint. If you're listening to this, send us your predictions. And uh, we will also be covering the online Alchemist game. If you haven't played it yet, you need to go play it. We'll be covering that, You know, going through the, uh, the whole game and uh, maybe having some, some timed challenges but um that's all we have for this episode until the next legate opens this is jamie jeff sean and chris signing off Jamie? Or not? Jeff? <laughs> Where'd he Jeff? go? Where'd he go? Is he on mute? No. Jeff? Can you guys not hear me? Oh, there we, we go. go. Oh, yeah, we can. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Okay. Now I'm ready to go. Welcome to Six Up. <laughs> Welcome to Six Up. <laughs> Welcome to Six Up. Fail. All right. Um, this is why I said this this is painful. Guys, this is before 7-Up. This is 6-Up, okay? (laughs) It was way back when. This is mellow yellow. The throwback. (laughs) The throwback soda. All right. It's not even carbonated. That's how far back it goes. Yes. Okay, sorry. All right. The winner was... Uh, Windsor. <laughs> Let me record that again. I lost my place on my. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering if that was like a dramatic intro. <laughs> uh, that was that, that drum roll. Attempted a drum roll. Place. Okay, so winner is. <laughs> okay. Paw, uh, hang on my cell phone. <laughs> Epic fail.
Jules is on tea break. Sean's on the phone. <laughs> I know why it didn't work. Sorry. <laughs> I'm being I'm being webmaster. <laughs> I'm putting on my webmaster hat. Could kill to... you. This this is the podcaster hat. <laughs> yes. Wrong. This is podcaster wrong hat. hat. Huh? <laughs> wrong hat, man. Sorry. You picked up the wrong hat. But the podcaster hat's ugly. It is. It's a little it's a little weird looking, but it's hey, hat. it fits you. <laughs> it does. It brings out my eyes. I just made some fantastic stuff for the outtakes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> that are already excessively long. All right. It's one of those Pee Wee Herman hats with the color on top. Do I get the bike too with the horn? No, that's mine. That's totally mine. I hate you. Yeah, you can you can be the you can be the fat guy that tries to steal it. <laughs> Who's typing? Yeah, I was gonna say who is typing because it is very loud. <laughs> Sorry, Jules is in big trouble. She's, like, contacting me in the middle of recording. Bail. Big trouble. Oh, so, so That's all right. It, the boss woman's in trouble. You can't because task. I, I was typing a response to a to an instant message from Jules. <laughs> she's, in so, she's sending me pictures, and she's, she's yeah. trying to obstruct our podcast. I just think that's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that's what she did. Well, she she's, she's in big trouble. She just doesn't know what's coming yet. Anyways, moving on. So, do you guys think? <laughs> so, okay, do you guys think Gilgamesh is uh, really crazy? Sorry, I can't. Let me try remember. that again. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> now go. The um, <laughs> I have no idea what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I you were saying it. you were saying how um, D didn't need to kill Hecate if the point hadn't gone there. Yeah, but I don't remember why. Uh, that, that's fine. Um. <laughs> that's okay. We'll, we'll chop that out. Um, <laughs> moving on. Um, and end scene.